Hello and welcome to Albertland Throwers, the podcast of the Highland Games in Alberta and around the world. That's some good coffee. Well, today I'm here solo. Um, welcome to another edition of Albertland Throwers. Today I would like to talk about um, something that's not specifically Highland Games related in general, but it is for me. And it's an organization that I have worked to raise money for, and I use the Highland Games in order to raise money for it. That organization is the SA Foundation. You can find their website at safoundation.com. And it's an organization that, that works to free women who want to get out of sexual trafficking um, or sexual slavery. And they are either rescued or they're trying to break the chains that such a lifestyle has created for them. And this organization provides um, services, counseling, a place to stay for a, a specific period of time. And it's an organization that I have learned about and um, found worthy to be able to uh, raise money for them. And I'm very proud that I would raise money for them. How I first discovered them was I was a new attendee at a church and they had a guy come in to explain his recent um, experiences with working with this organization. My church has been a longtime supporter of the SA Foundation. Um, I didn't know that at the time, obviously, but uh, have come to learn that. And so he was just giving a report on his recent experiences in Nepal. Um, now, the organization started in Calgary, and it, it uh, has a headquarters in Vancouver now. And uh, they also have offices in Calgary still, and it services all of Canada as well. So it's not um, just an international organization, although it is. And I remember sitting there as, as the person was talking about his experiences um, opening up the program in, in Nepal. And I remember sitting there thinking, what if this was my daughter's? What if this was my wife or my sister or any um, person that I know that I'm close to? Would I not want an organization like this to help them break the chains of um, addictions and stuff that, that comes with this this lifestyle or even comes with being enslaved? And I remember sitting there thinking, I have to get involved with this organization. It's not enough for me to just hear about it, feel bad about it. Um, I had to do something to get involved. It just... it. it I was moved to do so. And so I found out more about it and I kind of tried to figure out ways on how I can bring awareness, uh, uh, raise money for it. And how I first started it, I was already just starting into the Highland Games and I decided to um, have a social media fundraising effort. And how it went at first was people would tell me, um, tasks that I had to do and if I completed them 
then um, they would donate money and they were tasks surrounding working out and that kind of things, um, those kind of things. And uh, so, for example, one of them was to walk up McBluff stairs and anybody who doesn't live in Calgary, it's a big set of stairs that goes up the side of a hill. And I was told to walk up and down it five times. And then the person would donate X amount of dollars. The other one was, uh, there's another one doing 20 reps uh, bench press at 225 pounds. And uh, if I did that, then X amount of dollars would get donated. So it was things along those lines. I had some, if I threw an implement um, such and such a distance, then people would donate. So I had these different um, fundraising tasks that that uh, people gave me. Uh, last year, though, I had uh, was able to organize a fun throw. And it was between two churches and um we happen to both be Presbyterian churches, so I call it the Presby Barbarian Throwdown. And it was our church versus another church called uh, Valley View Community Church. Our church is New City Church. And the Valley View Community Church had a um, good-sized lawn in front of their church that they allowed us to um, throw on their property. And it was a great time. We were able to raise a lot of money last year, and they want to do it again. And so... Um, these are the kind of things I've done to try to raise money for this organization. You may have read about it in the newspaper every year, except this year, they've done a polar dip in which people jump into um, a lake that's the ice has been cut out um, and they jump into the, the freezing water, but they raise money in order to do that. And so yeah, that's I've I've done that as well the the polar ice dip and um, it's a lot of fun. They have a big it's a big deal. A um, lot of sponsors for that. They've done a really good job with that. But I wanted to do something with the Highland Games as well to make the Highland Games not just solely about me and my progression as a thrower and me and my progression as um, getting more fit and um, things along those lines. I wanted it to be something bigger than just myself as well. And so I thought this was a great way to make the Highland Games something bigger than me and to help an organization that I feel very strongly about. And I was lucky enough to to go to one of their advocacy centers here in Calgary. And if anybody wants to go there, you can set up a time. They've... Um, made it COVID safe and, and uh, everything, social distancing and all that kind of stuff, if, if that's a concern. But uh, you go through and they kind of take you through um, what they do, uh, the, pro, the basic program. They don't go specific into the program per se, but the basic things that they help provide um, or t- to help bring these, these ladies along. And, and you get to listen to some recordings of first-hand experiences of ladies that have gone through this uh, program. And uh, so, so I think there was four ladies, maybe five, but they kind of interweave their stories as as they go along through the program. And obviously not everybody's story is the same and, and they're not all identical. So it was kind of neat to see um, the varying stories. And 
one of them that really stuck out to me was this lady who had a childhood that, uh, you know, probably rough uh, family situation. Um, she didn't expound on that at all, but uh, she, she said she had a hard uh, ex- uh, growing up experience and she wanted to leave the country and work and work do the work and travel thing. And uh, around that time, she had met up with this guy she, and he was a recruiter. She didn't know that though at the time. She thought he was just being friendly and being friends. And he told her of a, a job out in the UK so she's from Canada and out in the UK where uh, it was a maid job and she can go there. They would provide housing and, and everything for her. And then she would clean uh, houses and seem like such a sweet deal. And uh, he was this recruiter was able to get all the paperwork um, for travel and, and pay for her ticket. And um, it just seemed like a golden opportunity for so uh she goes to the UK and there's uh, another guy waiting at, at uh, I believe it was Heathrow Airport and uh, and drove her out, but it was not to any uh, maid service um, facility. It was to a grooming center. And how she, what she described was um, being raped every single day but being forced to pretend like she enjoyed it. If she didn't, if she didn't do a good enough job doing that, she was beaten. And so it didn't matter if she was sick, if she had uh, the flu, cold, or whatever the scenario, it didn't matter. She was um, forced to go through this day after day after day. And then at the end of it all, she then was sold. And um, she tells that story a little bit too but I remember just sitting there um, listening to the story listening to the pain in her voice and I remember just being just absolutely angry and I was almost shaking I was so mad Um, I just wanted to to uh, I don't know what I wanted to do but I was I was extremely angry that one uh, not one person but a group of people would would treat treat another human being like this and I remember um yeah I just remember my anger and uh you know at the end of the day it's a story of hope how she goes through the program and so there are five R's that they go through in this program and one is refuge so the first thing they do is they set the lady up in a location that's unknown it's it's not advertised where they go um hence the name Ser- servants anonymous the reason is is because this is a very value valuable um, criminal activity and there's a lot of money involved and if the if these uh criminal organizations found out where it was well they would be looking to get their uh uh asset back I guess you can say and and uh, so they provide a refuge for these women um, a lot of these women have children as well and that's why they're getting out of, out of sex trafficking um, they don't want to raise their children in such a environment 
And so, yeah, um, they provide refuge. And then they talk about restoring. And this is really talking about uh, these women rediscovering their self-worth, their their worth as women. And this is a really hard thing, apparently, for a lot of them to accept, that they're actually worth something. And you can see why, given the life that they've lived however many years that they're in it, a life of their only worth is for the pleasure of somebody else. They don't really have worth in in and of themselves. Um, That's what they feel. And so this is more of a counseling um, session where, uh, or section of the rehabilitation where they, uh, they rediscover the worth that they have. And then there's the reintegrate, which is the next one. And that's where they teach them skills, um, where they can get uh, employment, work outside of that kind of work. And, uh, and to learn how to reintegrate into society. Then there's a phase called rewritten where they say, my story was what it was before but now i'm rewriting my future and that they become uh a new story a story of triumph instead of a story of a story of loss and then this is more for the essay foundation they have a, a section called replicate and what they are interested in is replicating this uh, approach and there are other organizations who they have worked with that do replicate um, this approach as one in Red Deer um, in other cities around Alberta that SA doesn't necessarily run them, but they worked with that, that organization to teach them the skills and stuff that they have learned over the years of doing this. So yeah, that's kind of their overall arching um, approach. Apparently, they have about a 70% success rate, which in this field, given the drug addictions and the various obstacles and chains that these these women have, apparently that's on the very high end of success in this this field of of recovery for these uh, vulnerable women. And so, again, that just speaks to the, um, to the, to the results of the SA Foundation and another reason why um, I am happy to to support such an organization. Check them out online. Like I said it before, safoundation.com. Check them out online. Look at what they do. Look at the various programs. Um, they have some resources to get informed so you can learn maybe a bit of the stats. In the future, I want to invite people from this organization on to speak on uh, more knowledgeably than than I I am on on this subject and on um, what they do and, and some of the work they do around the world and, and in this country. We, we tend to think that things like sex slavery are a, a foreign problem. That's not the truth. The, the actual truth is sex slavery happens in our country. Worldwide, sex slavery um, accounts for over half of all slaves um, around this world. We tend to think that slavery is kind of a thing of the past, but uh, according to some studies, there are more slaves now 
partly because of population growth, but there are more in number slaves now than there have been at any time in history. And over half of them, I think it's like 60, 65% are sex slaves. And there have been situations of, of sex slavery being busted in Calgary. I, I remember when I was younger, a big story of uh, children in Chinatown in some basement that were found that were the average age, I think, was 12 or something. And they were being used as um, sex slaves. So the issue is here. It exists in Canada. It's something I want to help people um, who are trying to recover from the situation. There's kind of two ends to this. There's organizations that try to stop this from happening and they're fantastic organizations this organization is um, on the other end where it helps support the women who are victims of this industry and this uh, uh, quote-unquote trade and so i just wanted to give a overview of the organization overview of of my relation to it maybe encourage people to Look into their organization. Um, you can buy jewelry made by a lot of these women. Um, there's so many great things that you can do. Just look on their website. And please, please uh, consider giving to this organization. That's all I got for this show. It's going to be a sh shorter show. Um, hope everybody is having a good new year so far. Um, uh, hopefully... 2021 will be better than 2020 um, and I hopefully we'll be able to have more games I'm good I plan to schedule another Presby barbarian Highland games or throwdown um, this summer as well that the church is the Valley View Church is game for it they really want to do it they had a lot of fun last year and uh, so we want to do that again so hopefully the regulation uh, restriction sorry will be removed so we're at least able to um have an outdoor games yeah thank you for uh listening to this show and uh check you next time <laughs> <laughs>